up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Welcome to this brand new episode of Up Close with Carlos Seng. My next guest is about to open a brand new play by Francesca Martinez at the National Theatre uh, called All of Us. Uh, I am super excited to be introducing Francesca Mills to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting indeed. Um, yeah, it's been over two years since we first heard about All of Us and since when you first started working on it. Um, how would you describe the last two years? I mean, I guess I can speak on behalf of everyone that it's been a very intense two years. Um, I feel in in regards to the show, I feel like we have been very lucky that pretty much all the original cast have returned two years later. And this cast have now got kids or they're married or there's big life changes that have happened. People have got boyfriends, girlfriends, partners. And I, I think it really um, has highlighted how much things do change in two years. It's quite a long time, but it feels exciting to be heading it into a world, this play, where I think the world has had a realisation that anyone can become vulnerable at any time. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of Francesca Martinez's message throughout this play, is how society treats the vulnerable. So I think it will sit in a heavier and more uh, relatable space and, a, and an angrier space. I think the world's very angry at the moment. And I think people will watch this play and be like, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. Do you see, I know exactly how it feels to be trapped or to be panicking about money more than I was and to living more for the pound, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's been an intense two years, but in regards to the play, I think it's going to make it be heard in a new light because of that yeah definitely um all of us of course yeah is a brand new play by francesca martinez and of course she's starring in the show as well um what was your first impression of the script when you first read it well i mean i play a character called poppy who is a blaze of fire um she is quite a presence and she's very opposite to francesca martinez's character chess and she's very opposite to me so i think that was what really attached me to it because I thought as as you have to find the similarities obviously in in yourself as a person and as an actor in these characters you play but I was like oh it'll be a real challenge to play different points of view and stuff and it very much as a disabled person myself it feels so exciting and so brilliant that the National Theatre is putting a show like this on their stage because it's disabled voices it's written by a disabled woman and it's not someone's perspective of what it would be like to be disabled the words hit in a, a different way because you can tell it comes from experience if that makes sense and it felt like it needed to be said so I read this play and I was like wow it would be an honor to represent these stories and the stories that normally are not in the media as much and are kind of pushed aside. And I think, yeah, I just was excited about it. I was like, yes, brilliant. And then you put Ian Rickson in the mix, who's one of the best directors of our generation. And I was like, yes. So um, yeah, I was just excited more than anything. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as you say, Ian Rickson is definitely one of my favourite theatre directors as well. Um, you know, what have rehearsals been like, you know, having Francesca Martinez in the room and also like Ian Rickson in the mix too, and like collaborating together to create this, bring the story to life? You put Francesca Martinez in a room with Ian Rickson, who in my opinion are two of the most beautiful human beings I've ever come across. They're so kind, warm-hearted, empathetic understanding of human beings and it just creates the safest rehearsal space I've ever been in and because of that with the the darkness and the weight that this play can hit at times it allows you to go there because you know you're in a room that will catch you and you know you're I mean Francesca Martinez doesn't leave the stage she is a powerhouse on this stage she um she doesn't leave so she's always there and then Ian's incredible, incredibly helpful and otherworldly way of it. He's very Stanislavski uh, method of directing. And as, as an actor myself, I've, and I think a lot of the cast feel that they feel like they're in a masterclass every time Ian Rickson is directing them because he'll add nuggets that don't even apply to the play. And you are all of a sudden being, oh, my days, I never knew that about myself. Or that actually really helps me get to that point. He's just brilliant. So it's, it's um, when I was walking up to do this interview, I got asked how it's going. And I was like, it's just joyous. It's just a beautiful room of very talented people doing a story that they really care about and a really ready and eager to get on the stage and to be heard the words need to be heard so it, it's just delightful absolutely uh, <laughs> you were previously at uh, the national theater for uh, a pacifist guide to the war on cancer um what has it been like you know returning to the national theater for this new brand new play we were saying yesterday in the dressing room that working at the national it's like being in a in a little actors village like you've got the canteen and you've got other theatres and other shows happening and you go down the I mean I've just come down the the hallway where all the admin is and there's so many departments and so many cogs to this brilliant machine that make it run and I mean complete praise to Rufus Norris for keeping the machine going over Covid because it's so sad how many theatres unfortunately didn't make it through and it's not been easy for the theatre industry but somehow the Nationals uh, survived and I just I'm so grateful it has because it it's it feels like returning home in a certain way because it's such a welcoming building and it it's got everything you could possibly want as an actor for what you'd need to make your time and performance the best it can it can possibly be so it's it, yeah it feels homely I'd say yeah, the National Theatre, it is such a special place. Um, and I know obviously with um, Jack Absolute Flies Again and Much Ado About Nothing also currently playing at the National. Um, you know, will you get a chance to see some of the other shows as well, like whilst you're at the National too? Yes, I cannot, cannot wait to go and see uh, Jack Absolute. My good friend Lizzie G has done the choreography for it and I've seen the production photos and I am, it is so up my street that I want to, oh, I'm, I'm saving myself so that once this show's open, then I'll take myself on a night and have a wonderful time because I fear I'm in the intense part of rehearsals, but if I'm having a, a, a joyous time at the theatre, I'll be overthinking in my head or oh, I should be at home working right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the intense bit heading up to uh, us getting the show on the road, but once we're in the flow of the show running, then I will definitely be taking myself off 
to the understudy for a PIMS <laughs> and going to see Jack Absolute and just have a, a raucous time because I've heard it's an absolute hoot of a show um, with a brilliant cast. So yeah, it, that show is going to be right up my street and I, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, as we mentioned as well, all of us was originally scheduled for 2020. Um, it's now 2022. Yeah. Um, how... Do you feel like it's now more relevant, you know, putting on this play now, considering the current social political climate as well? A hundred percent. I feel everything is more richer and heavier and deeper with the characters. And I don't know whether that's because the actors have all gone through, like the whole world has, this experience that none of us saw coming. And it's given us a lot of reflection and time and on life and what life is and what it means to be alive and... I think that is brought into the room, but then the audience, you put the audience on top of that, who have also been through this. And I think it creates this ball of heat that is, I think the, it's very hot, because we've just had the hottest day of the year in the history of the UK, but it's, everyone's very shaken up and hot and there's still a lot of anger and there's still a lot of things that need to be sorted. And I feel there's a real appetite for a show like this because it will represent a lot of stories that people don't know. A lot of people's stories that haven't been heard yet. And there'll be people in that audience being like, yes, I know exactly what that feels like. Oh my days, this whole room is seeing a story that's very rarely covered. So yeah, I think it, I think it's not that I'm, yeah, I think it definitely on reflection coming now is a good thing this show yeah how much would you say the show has changed as well over the last two years i mean they've changed it in a in a sense of they've put it's set in present day so you can't set something in present day i think without acknowledging covid so the, the show isn't about covid but it's set in present day so some of the script has changed to to mirror what's happened in the world with covid and masks and hand sanitizing and how that will have affected some of the characters and, and this disabled community being even more trapped in their homes or being asked to shield. Because, I mean, we forget that a lot of people got told they needed to shield, but then kind of got left behind when the government were then like, oh, you can all be released. But the people who are shielding, you still have to stay in. But people were running out of money and food and, and were scared. And I think, yeah, it, so it has changed in that sense. But the the heart of the show is is still the same and is still the driving force um and is as as heavy as this play is it with francesca martinez in the heart of it she's such a ray of light that it's actually very uh it's got a lot of humanity and it's very life assuring and life in a lot of ways quite positive and 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 makes your heart very warm and you'll be crying at points because it's dark but then at some points you'll be crying because you've been so moved by uh, Francesca Martinez's beautiful take on life and what it is to be alive, just to have air in your lungs. So it, it, it's a real journey of comedy, tearjerker, <laughs> drama, anger. It, it's got a bit of everything. Yeah, it sounds like something that's really exciting as well. Um, of course, you're going to be playing in the Dorfman Theatre, which is also a, a very intimate space, a very flexible space. Much more space intimate too. space, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it exciting you know, getting to play you know, in much closer proximity with your audience as well? I love the Dorfman. So when I did Pacifist Guide to the War on Cancer, that was in the Dorfman. So I feel 
at home in the Dwarfman and it's the same very similar uh, group of stage crew so it's familiar faces and stuff and I think this play uh, not to be too cheesy but the play is called All of Us and I think what the Dwarfman and setting it in the round will get a feeling of is all of us are in this rather than a stage with the audience on the other side and a fourth wall we're all in the round and we're all amongst watching this story but we're all just people in a room trying to exist as best we can and I think that's why this this play I think will be perfect for the Dorfman and for the audiences to experience that story in a more intimate hugged space rather than a, a more a room where there's a bit of distance a bit more distance because you might feel a bit more removed from the story whereas you're kind of in it in part so um yeah I think it I think it'd be good yeah um as you say as well you know this is a, I think it's a really exciting time you know um to be telling uh, disabled people's stories um do you feel like now you know disabled people's voices are being heard more in society I feel that there is a long way to go, but I do feel I can only speak in on behalf of in TV and film and telly. I mean, you've got the first deaf actor winning an Oscar in, in CODA recently. Yeah, Lizzie Annis, the incredible Lizzie Annis is in the Glass Menagerie. Um, I mean, there's so many, I, I was gonna just do a spiel of disabled actors who are working, but representation I feel is getting better in the world of theatre, film and TV. And I think that kind of is the route to getting issues then solved, if that makes sense, because that's what people are seeing. If they're seeing these issues on their telly, that then they'll go and do something with the, I think it works. Media is a very powerful influence on the world. And I have a lot of hope that if we keep involving these sort of stories in the, in the TV, film and theatre industry that then people will get talking more and have more of an idea of what the community is going through and then hopefully we'll reach the government and some change will start trickling back down, hopefully. Is, is my not very clear explanation on, on how the world can do better. Well, definitely. Um, you know, what do you hope audiences will take away from seeing all of us too? I hope that audiences will leave talking. I, I love shows that make people talk. And I think this one in particular will be one that people won't leave the auditorium in silence. People will have something to say. And though they will have been moved or they will have laughed or they will like, I hope that it moves people in a way that creates sparks of conversations that then trickles growth in people and trickles kind of a, a fresh take on, on life. It's a bit of a revitalizer in some ways, I find this show. And again, that's Francesca Martinez. She is such a beautiful presence of a human being and has such a beautiful take on the world that as dark as it is, we're, we're here and we're, we're ready to make the world a better place. And, and we're all just people going through our own stuff and if we all team together we we could make a better world that's what i hope i hope people leave with hope because i don't think there's that much hope at the moment and i hope people leave with hope 
Uh, yeah, you've also gone to work a lot on screen as well as on stage in things like The Witcher, Blood Origin, as well as Harlots. How would you compare the experience of working on screen compared to working on stage? Oh, it's very different, Carlos. <laughs> it's very different. I I prefer theatre personally, but that's maybe because that's what I knew first. And I prefer the team feeling of theatre, of you all get in and you're all people in a room creating this story together, an ensemble feel, whereas TV... I think for scheduling reasons, you turn up, you're put in your trailer, you're then pulled out when it's your scene and then you disappear again to go to make up for another. Um, so it is very different and it's, but they're both beautiful in their own way. And I feel um, when I did Witcher Blood Origin, which is coming out at the end of this year, um, it was beautiful to be on a film, on a TV set where I was, on for quite a while so I felt like I had a bit more flow and part of a team because I got to see people more whereas sometimes with TV I'm just pulled in for a random day and then you're off and you don't see it until it comes out whereas Witcher Blood Origin I think was my first experience of what it's like to be part of this cast that you kind of see every day for four months um, and it was a beautiful team and it was a beautiful story and I think it made me very excited to, to I could learn more because I was in every day that I could be like oh and you can watch these brilliant actors how they deal with TV and their technique. And yeah, I'd say I prefer theatre, but that's probably because I feel more comfortable in theatre. <laughs> um, whereas it, the more I do TV, the more I actually get more of an appetite for it. I, I learn, I, I love learning. That's my favourite yeah. thing. I never want to stop learning, so. Yeah, you've developed such a great body of work over your career. Um, did you have an idea of what sort of an actress you wanted to become at the start of your career? I, I trained in musical theatre originally, so I think originally I thought I was going to be, I was under the illusion I was going to be a backing dancer in 42nd Street because I love to dance, but obviously the industry hasn't quite got to the point of creating uh, dancing ensembles that are very different, if that makes sense. So I, I quickly realised that I was going to be more, uh, have more of a shot if I went more down the acting route. But then again, because of, I think, musical theatre background where you did singing, dancing and acting, I, I had an appetite to do absolutely anything. Anything was a treat, whether it be a play where it's all acting or whether it be a play with music or a musical. Uh, I was just enjoying meeting all these people and, and learning. And um, I think that's kind of been my, I've kind of gone with where the tides took me in my career and I, so far it, it's it worked out quite well because it, it refreshes things and as I said earlier I just want to keep learning and growing and I think if I stuck at the same sort of thing I, I wouldn't be growing as quickly I don't think so yeah I think if, if, I, if I feel good about the play or the musical or the tv series and I like the character I kind of just go for it I don't really think of a, a kind of tactic or have a particular like I just want to play characters from period dramas I just yeah, if I love the character and yeah, if I, I think if I have some sort of fun attachment to the character, then I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm quite easy to please. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely looking forward to seeing all of us. And, you know, we're looking forward to seeing The Witcher Blood Origin as well when that comes out. Um, just as a last question, uh, what would you say is the best part about being Francesca Mills? Oh, I throw a marvellous dinner party, Carlos. <laughs> I love to cook. <laughs> I love to cook. Um, 
So I, I uh, being Francesca Mills, I don't know, being able to be in a kitchen and cook food for friends and, and family, that is what fills my cup the most. <laughs> it's such an intense question. I was like, oh, cooking? <laughs> um, yeah, cooking. I, best part of being Francesca Mills is that I throw a lovely dinner party. <laughs> Francesca Mills, thank you so much for joining us today. (laughs) I'll send you an invite for my next dinner party. (laughs)